0: Well hello and welcome back to another edition of the Horn Rank podcast. As always I'm joined by Grayson Huber. What's up Grayson?
1: Not too much.
0: Are you ready for uh, another awesome week of marching bands?
1: I'm super excited. I'm super excited to discuss uh, all the events from last weekend. Lots of shakeups in the in the works for the top 30 so lots to talk about that's for sure.
0: Absolutely and There's so many competitions last week and upcoming this week, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. First off, let's head to Austin, Texas, where I actually got to be live and in person seeing some bands, um, which was an awesome, awesome show to be at. Grayson, what were some of your favorite groups?
1: I mean, not to sound too basic, but obviously the top groups were incredibly impressive. I think, you know, Vandegrift and Leander really, uh, I don't want to say shocked people, but um, they definitely put people on notice by coming out and placing the top two. Um, Uh I was super impressed by them. I mean, the level that they are performing at right now is what you would expect from a lot of groups late in the season, so really uh, excited to see them, and um, you know, obviously CTJ still in the top three after winning this regional the last two years, Um, but also, I mean, just the amount of new finalists at this regional uh, compared to the past few years is, is really interesting here. Um, being there in person, what, what were the groups that really stood out to you?
0: Yeah, well, like you said, Vandergriff was clearly, clearly way ahead of anyone else. I mean, if you just look in finals, they finished uh, over like a point and a half ahead of Leander. Um, and they were quite honestly um, the best um, but then looking kind of down the ranks, there were lots of groups that I would have said were very, very evenly matched. You look at um, Leander to get second, but Johnson was very close behind them. And Johnson had some interesting things happen to their yes, show let's get in, into uh, that. in both prelims and finals. In prelims, it was just really windy. And if you haven't seen any videos or pictures of their shows, they have the entire backfield is all of these backdrops that are like a a desert background well in the wind those all started blowing around and a bunch of their dads had to run out to collapse them um so that happened in prelims and wasn't a huge issue um so then in finals they didn't bring out those backdrops because of the wind um but somewhere along the way during the finals uh show setup process um one of their big props got set up just five yards off of where it's supposed to be. And, you know, these aren't like little, you know, two by two foot props that move around during the show and can just be slid over. These are very large. Like I think they span like 10 yards just on their own. Um, These big uh, circle kind of horseshoe shaped props. And inside of them, they have um, half of the front ensemble inside each one. So it was the kind of thing that by the time they noticed it was set up wrong, the front ensemble had already set up inside it, and they had already run all these cables, and shifting it over would have required them to move everything out, move it over, move stuff back in, and would have pushed them way over time. Um, So they decided to just go ahead with it. Um, I think really the moment where... um, where I first realized that it was going to be okay um, was I guess about a minute into it because they start out with this big opening visual phrase they're doing a lot of dancing um, and they're doing a lot of movement but in terms of dots on the field they're pretty much staying in the same location but it was after that opening visual phrase when they just start running as Claudia Taylor is known for just jazz running across the field while playing and you could see in real time all these kids Figure out. Oh, this prop is wrong, so I'm just gonna slide all my dots five feet over. Um, and it was just so cool to watch just full forms get shifted over five yards. There's one yeah. point where there's a circle on side one and a circle on side two, and the side one circle just magically, you know, stayed fully intact, fully rotund, but just shifted over five yards. So it was quite spectacular to watch, but. Definitely had a uh, a little bit of effect on their uh, their visual performance.
1: Yeah, and I will say I one of our friends at Texas Bands kind of mentioned that it was one of the most impressive things that they've witnessed at a marching yeah. uh, marching arts event. And while you know initially that might sound like a little bit of an exaggeration, I mean when you think about it, uh, the potential for a disaster disaster to happen in that kind of situation is really high. I mean, like, you know, I feel like we've all seen, like, the video of the marching band where they're all backing up, and, like, one falls over the other, falls over the other, falls over the other. That could have happened easily here, and instead, you know, they were professionals, and it really shows the level of training that these kids have. Uh, Just super impressive.
0: Yeah, well, and I got to talk to the director, Jarrett Ledman, a little bit after the show, and, you know, you could see... (laughs) He was very much on the verge of crying, just so proud of what his kids were able to accomplish. And um, myself and Daniel Sanchez and Daniel Valdez from Texas fans were talking to him, and we're like, "Do you think your kids understand like what they just did?" And he's like, "Oh, there's absolutely no way that they understand, because for them at Johnson, you know, you're presented with a challenge and they just go for it and do it, and it's crazy. They're just so unaware of how." Not normal, that is, for them to be able to do that. Um, So congrats to Johnson on a well-deserved third-place finish. Um, But lots of other phenomenal bands here in Austin. As you said, lots of uh, first-time finalists in Austin. Mm -hmm. We had Lake Travis, Westwood, and Rouse all made Austin finals for the first time ever. Now, uh, Lake Travis and Westwood had made finals at other BOA events before, but never at the Austin Regional. And then for Rouse, this was their first BOA finals at any event. So a huge congrats to all those groups, as well as the other finalists, James Bowie, Cedar Ridge, Cedar Park, and Vista Ridge. We don't have enough time to break down each and every one of these shows and how phenomenal they were, but it was just top to bottom and incredible competition that is really, really unmatched.
1: So... Wrapping up Austin and moving on to Cedar Falls, Iowa, we had some interesting results here as well. Um, I think, Uh you know, during the day we were watching the results come in for prelims, and everyone was a bit shocked to see the uh, winner in 3A, Jeremiah. Um, Yeah. You want to get into that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so Blue Springs is now in 3A instead of 4A um, which I don't think anyone really knew was happening. Um, they have always been kind of right around the cutoff. They are the largest high school in the state of Missouri, um, but Missouri doesn't have too many humongous high schools. Um, so yeah, Blue Springs was in 3A, and I think, um, they won in prelims, they won the music caption, um, but Rosemount minnesota won uh, visual and ge so that was a little bit of a surprise to people to see especially considering blue springs just got you know a bronze medal at grand nationals Mm -hmm. um in november
1: yeah and of course you know with that being said you move into finals and sure enough blue springs pulls ahead in finals um but not by not by a huge margin only 0.25 separating them from rosemount Um, which, you know, credit to Rosemount for really, I mean, we knew that they were a really good group, um, but kind of just showing up here and letting everyone know that they're really a national name to be reckoned with. So, uh, you know, impressive performance by them. I got to watch uh, both of these on the live stream and I thought Blue Springs was still very impressive. Um, I know that this is the earliest that they've ever competed in a BOA uh, regional. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We've um, never seen Blue Springs really before St. Louis, which is usually like the second or third weekend in October. So right, and it's way early to see them out.
1: And on that note, I mean, when I was watching it, uh, the first half of what they performed, I thought was incredibly impressive and well-polished. Um, and so I, I think, and the rest of it was also very good. I, I, I think that it kind of showed that um, it being earlier in the season, that they still have a lot of production uh to do with that show which just means that um you know mm-hmm. they still have a lot of potential moving forward into st louis um so really excited to see how their show progresses from here on out absolutely were there any other groups uh, in the lineup here that that really surprised you i know that camdenton showing up in third was a little yeah. bit of a surprise but credit to them
0: yeah they were you know and they've um been around a lot uh they've competed at lots of earlier regionals like in clarksville i think in the past or maybe louisville um and have had some success there but it was it was just a very interesting group of bands here in iowa because you know it's the first iowa regional and they just drew such a great contingent of bands from illinois and a lot of awesome groups from missouri made the trick trek up, and then a couple of bands coming down from Minnesota. So it was cool to see kind of this mix. Um, and I know O'Fallon won 4A in prelims, and then um, also finished in the top half of finals, just a little bit behind Camdenton, which was interesting to see. But again, it's so early in the season, mm-hmm. um, it's just it's hard to say whether, um, whether these results will hold as we go toward st louis where we're going to see so many of these groups again
1: and even though uh you know if Allen placed fourth overall in finals they did end up tying rosemount for the music caption here um, Mm -hmm. which is really impressive early season for them so uh, another group to watch uh, progress throughout the season
0: yeah absolutely okay let's slide over to um, not a boa regional but uh, the heb marching contest which was held this weekend at Pennington Field in Bedford, Texas. And that's the site that we're going to be going right back to uh, later on this weekend for the BOA Bedford Regional. But um, we got kind of a little mini preview of that Bedford Regional with Keller, Marcus, Waxahachie, and Prosper all competing. Uh, Keller went away with the top spot just a tenth of a point ahead of Marcus who finished in second and won visual. Um, And then Waxahachie and Prosper were similarly only three tenths apart, um, a couple of points behind Keller and Marcus. So um, this is not terribly surprising. We've seen Keller and Marcus compete very closely in the past and we've also seen Waxahachie and Prosper be some tight competitors in the past. So um, it's looking like all of these groups are shaping up to have a successful weekend in Bedford this weekend and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on when we get to the Bedford regional. So let's hop over to the Awaso Invitational. Um Grayson, I can't remember, did we make a prediction about who we thought would win this last week?
1: Um I'm not sure if we did. Are you saying this just to bait me into you saying that you predicted Bixby?
0: Hey, no, I honestly can't remember if I did. I think what we posted on the site was Jinx winning, which, you know, looking at last year's scores, Jinx made national finals, had an incredible breakout season. But Bixby has, you know, now for a couple um, shows in a row, I know they won the 2018... Owasso Invitational, and then just won the 2019 Owasso Invitational again above Jinxon Union. So, I for one am really excited for St. Louis to come around so we can see how Bigsby competes against all of these bands a little bit later in the season and see if they're able to sustain um, this just really outstanding level of performance.
1: Yeah, and, and I will say I was a little bit surprised when we came out with the rankings this week and, and didn't see Bixby in the top 30. I kind of thought that they would be there. Um, but, you know, in general, the top three groups here were all really good. And looking at the recap, you can see that uh, each of the top three groups won a subcaption, um, which, you know, you don't always see, especially at these smaller events. There's usually a group or two that's kind of a a large step ahead of the pack. So... Um three really solid groups from Oklahoma, like you said, should be really interesting to see how they uh do in St. Louis this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um and then I guess let's run through these last couple uh, regionals real quick. We had the Columbus uh, regional in Obetz, Ohio, um where Kiski I think we was did have a prediction, the regional here, didn't champion we, Jeremiah? Um, well, we made different predictions, <laughs> and um, yours was right. Mine was not right.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, Kiski won what last year. Uh, so you know, yeah, I was I was just rolling with them, and uh, you know they had a really strong performance, won by yeah. what, three points. So yeah, a to full Kiske.
0: over three point margin over second place Lakota East, who is the group that I predicted to win. So, I mean, you know, it was close. Three Points is not that big. Um, But congrats to all the bands there Um, all the way down. It was a great show and kind of an interesting venue made out of some old shipping containers in the middle of Ohio. (laughs) Um, And then the Flagstaff Regional in Arizona, this was the other Dome show this weekend, along with the One in Iowa. Um, And this one, Grayson, you also had a... a Again, well, I I don't know if it was a prediction, but you mentioned the uh, the champion band as one to watch out for.
1: I think I said that Coweta would potentially be in the top half of finals. I will say I did not predict them winning, necessarily, um, just Uh because, you know, a lot of these groups are kind of wild cards. Um, But sure enough, Coweta won. Um, And, you know, it was a point and a half margin between them and Foothill uh high school from Nevada. Uh mm-hmm. Nevada, Nevada. What's your preference?
0: <laughs> Nevada.
1: Nevada, fair enough. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was a really interesting <laughs> mix of uh some of the western state uh high schools out here and and kind of a cool opportunity to see a lot of them uh show up to BOA regional.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Any other There's comments? There's actually there? There is um, a city in Missouri that's actually pronounced Nevada, Missouri. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of cities in Missouri that we just steal other names and then mispronounce them. But, oh well. I think it's supposed to be Nevada. But a lot of people from there apparently call it Nevada, so who knows. Who knows. Um. So, I think that wraps up all of last week's regionals um so so a really exciting set of competitions some exciting results that as you mentioned uh did shake up the rankings quite a bit um if we let me pull them up real quick so i can talk through um so yesterday's rankings we had kind of the biggest change i would say came from the austin regional where Vandegrift jumped all the way up to third in the rankings. Um, they're still right now behind Carmel and Flower Mound, um, but that could change this weekend Absolutely. as we see Flower Mound perform at the Bedford Regional. Um, we'll also see Hebron um, perform competitively for the first time. And Ronald Reagan. This weekend, yeah, and Ronald Reagan will be in Houston um, as well. So we'll get to see several more Texas names this weekend and see how that affects the rankings
1: yeah also cedar park uh jumping from first out to 20th and rosemount going from unranked to 21st yes so uh you know a few other groups that went blue uh, lake travis went blue uh becoming ranked in 26th Uh uh-huh and uh camdenton now in 30th so congrats to those (gasps) those groups
0: Yeah. I love the phrase going blue. (laughs) Well, you know, they got their hyperlink. Good for them. (laughs) Yeah. For those who don't understand what that means, um, because I'm lazy, I only spend the time making individual band pages for groups that are ranked in the top 30 at some point in their history. So I think it was a year or two ago, someone tweeted about like turning their band blue um, because they picked up on that. And it's kind of a Caught up and become uh, a phrase we like to use around. Thing, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so I, I'm sure we'll see many more bands turn blue this season. So it's exciting Definitely. to see uh, what happens. So let's take a look at this week's competitions. The uh, the two biggest ones are back in Texas again. We have the Bedford Regional and the Houston Regional. Grayson. Do you have a, a preference on which one we break down first?
1: Uh, let's go ahead and start with Bedford. Um, we kind of mentioned okay. it a little bit earlier, but uh, two of the top groups in the country um, debuting their show for BOA uh, this weekend yeah. there being Hebron and Flower Mound. So, um, you know, exactly two groups that placed in the top three um, in San Antonio finals last year, Flower Mound winning. And... Uh, Hebron coming in third, so it uh, should be really interesting to see how those groups come out early season. Um, not that that's going to be necessarily the determining factor for where they'll end up in San Antonio, but always mm-hmm. exciting to see a first read on those uh, top-level groups. Um, Jeremiah, yeah. you also mentioned that you know a lot of these groups that were at the HEB um, show last weekend will be competing again here. Uh, yeah. going against each other once again. So should be yeah, re- so really interesting. Keller
0: to that. and Keller and Marcus were the two groups that were neck and neck at the top of HEB and they'll be here. Um I think you know Flower Mound and Hebron I would say are pretty much um, going to be the only two competing for the the champion title. But I think that battle for third place will be very interesting between Keller and Marcus. Definitely. Um being only a tenth of a point off last weekend you know it's very easy to get a tenth of a point better in a week um so it'll be really interesting to see who's able to kick it into gear a little more and um it'll be curious to see if either of them maybe are able to put more of their show on the field this week or if they just clean up what they have and kind of what their strategy is heading into bedford um any specific groups you're excited to see grayson yeah outside of those top half
1: i think some of the other uh groups to look out for would be ld bell um -hmm. you know 14th last year at san antonio uh capel that's correct right oh capel man i think this is just going to be every week we're just going to be debating we
0: should just rename the podcast how to pronounce bad names i
1: Um, i'm i'm going with capel
0: like i literally before we started this podcast i like was googling how to pronounce rosemount because i couldn't remember because there's like rosemont illinois which is the cavaliers but rosemount minnesota so but yes it is i'm pretty sure it's capel not
1: right so capel was 18th last year at san antonio um which is still incredibly impressive um Lo- yeah. They're a group to look out for. And Owasso from Oklahoma, um, which yeah. they hosted a show last weekend, obviously, and were uh, performing an exhibition, but we're not scored there. So yeah. um, first read on them as well in a competitive setting.
0: Yeah, but Owasso's always um, had a lot of success coming down to these Texas regionals. I think the last time they came to Texas was, I want to say... Um, 2015 San Antonio, if I have my years right, and they placed really well. Um, Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, Yeah, it was 2015 San Antonio, and they finished eighth overall in finals, um, which is really, really impressive. Of course, as with any group coming into Texas from out of state, they always excel visually. So looking at this recap, Owasso at San Antonio in 2015 were third in visual general effect in finals they were 13th in music but got eighth overall Um, so you see a similar trend with some of these out-of-state groups that don't have as many um, restrictions on rehearsal hours and stuff are able to perform a little bit better visually especially um, at this point in the season
1: definitely well all right let's uh let's stay in texas but move on over to the houston regional uh, Jeremiah, what are your uh, groups that you want to see here?
0: Oh, um, Well, there's quite a few. First off, you mentioned Ronald Reagan is premiering, um, having their BOA premiere at least this weekend. So they're definitely an interesting name to watch since they are consistently at the top here in Houston and also in San Antonio. Um, but I'm really interested to see how the Woodlands do. The Woodlands are one of these groups that will have huge jumps from year to year. Um, You know, some years they'll just be killing it and be winning. Win Grand Nationals. 2013, they won Grand Nationals, yeah. Um, And then other years, they'll dip down a little bit. So I'm curious to see if they're going to be having, you know, a hit incredible show this year. Um, And this is our our first chance to see how they stack up against such a great name in Ronald Reagan. Um, And it is another Grand Nationals year for them. So we will see how they do what other groups are you excited about grayson
1: yeah i think uh Westlake is a really interesting group that i'm curious to see uh last year they made finals at san antonio which is super impressive um so mm-hmm. interested to see how they do uh westwood obviously i believe you got to see them last week
0: yeah and they you know just made finals in austin so it'll be cool to see if they can do it again this weekend um in Houston. yeah. And Another name I'd say would be uh, Seven Lakes. Seven Lakes last year was just uh, one of our favorite shows, I know, and um, a couple of our friends really loved their show. Um, so they're back. They're in Houston this year, ready to see what they got.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, mentioning Seven Lakes also last year, uh, the Woodlands College Park, um, mm-hmm. they were Twenty third at San Antonio, just ahead of Seven Links and Twenty fourth. Um, so two groups that are also uh, very competitive, who I would expect to see in finals. So,
0: yeah. So really, at both, what I love about both Bedford and Houston is that you really see some awesome matchups. Not only for those top medalist spots, but also for that bottom half of finals, and even to earn a spot in finals. Like, you know, in Bedford, we have groups like um, Waxahachie, Prosper, um, as you mentioned, Capel, and um, a group like Timber Creek, who's been in finals before, Keller Central's been in finals before. Um, there's all these groups at the bottom who are just as competitive in the bottom half of finals as the groups are competing against each other in the top half. So it's really a challenge for everyone just to make it into finals.
1: Absolutely. Do you have any other uh, groups that you wanted to point out here? I know that, um, you know, Pearland, Pearland is a, uh, is another notable group in Texas, always has a pretty strong showing yeah. year in, year out. Oak Ridge had a pretty good year last year.
0: Yeah, Pearland and Oak Ridge, another two great bands. Um, and then I think is... I always get all of my Cypresses messed up because there's so <laughs> many. Cypress Falls and Cypress, Cypress Park Falls, are both. Cypress Woods. And Cypress Woods, yep. And Cy <laughs> So lots of, lots of size to watch out for <laughs>
1: <laughs> all in
0: attendance. It's kind of like we joke about the St. Louis Directionals. It seems like at the St. Louis Super Regional at least half of the schools there have a direction at the end of their name. <laughs> so, in Texas, we get those and all of these prefixes with the, the size this, and then there's lots of clines and all sorts of, all sorts of prefixes on those school names. Well, I think that's enough time spent in Texas, right, Grayson?
1: I think so. I think we've about covered it.
0: Yeah, well, let's jump over to Muncie, Indiana, which is... Um, a uh not a new venue but a venue that we haven't seen in a couple of years um and with that it brings quite an an awesome lineup of bands
1: yeah definitely uh you know some groups to look out for here centerville and lake central uh both really good lincoln way uh from illinois is also another group that i would look out for um Mm -hmm. and you know, outside of those groups, uh, Carroll High School from Indiana, uh, we've already gotten to see them once this year, and they got a silver medal in Toledo, so, um, wow. you know, kind of, it's always nice once you kind of get later in the season, usually not the third weekend, but being able to have a group that's competed at multiple regionals, kind of a measuring stick for uh, for the groups across both uh, competitions, so should be interesting to see how they shake out in the results.
0: Yeah, Absolutely um do you want to make a prediction here who's gonna win
1: oh um I will say I'll say Centerville I'm gonna go with Centerville
0: okay I I think I'd agree with you on that one okay um Centerville the Centerville Jazz Band always one of my favorite groups they just bring a little bit of a different approach than most most bands you see out there you know Their music's always upbeat and exciting, and they always put on a great show. Um, One school that's interesting for me to see um, trekking over is Rockwood Summit from the St. Louis area. Um, And, you know, they've made super regional finals a couple years ago Mm -hmm. um, in St. Louis. So I'll be curious to see how they do here. Um, I know they've competed in the past in St. Louis and Indianapolis, so they have competed against lots of these groups before um, but only at that later in the season super regional level so we'll be curious to see how they do at the regional level in Muncie this weekend.
1: Yeah I think uh, Wald Lake Central another name to look out for always a a pretty consistent um, finalist at regionals and uh, always good year in year out Um, and also Henry Clay from Kentucky who we got to see at Louisville Earlier this Mm -hmm. year as well, Um, they were seventh there in finals. Um, So yeah, a lot of a lot of really solid groups uh, to look for in Muncie.
0: (coughs) Absolutely. And then the last uh, BOA regional happening this weekend is in uh, Maryland. It's in the Washington D.C. kind of metro area. Um, And this regional has taken place the last couple years in uh, Newark, in Delaware um i think that's right um but shifts down a little further south so we're seeing a little bit of a different lineup this year quite a few more virginia bands Mm -hmm. um than we've seen in the past so we'll have names like james madison and then even some bands from north carolina specifically cape fear um who we'll see this weekend any groups that stick out to you here
1: yeah i mean uh returning champion for the past two years Norwin. um they've yeah. been you know a consistent regional medalist and, and champion uh, in the northeast for uh many years now so uh, i would expect mm-hmm. to see them at least in the top two or three if not winning it again this year yeah um but you know john p stevens uh was second last year they're returning james madison fourth like you mentioned um you know a pretty good list of returning finalists and some newcomers this year
0: Yeah, another group I'm going to keep my eye on, um, and they're performing pretty early in the morning, is Urbana um, from Maryland, the regionals in Maryland. Maybe that'll give them a little extra push this year. Um, You know, they've been one of these groups who has done really well at these regionals in the past, um, so they're another name we could watch out for.
1: Man, if you want to talk about some pronunciation of high school band names. uh... Uh huh. There are some really difficult ones in this this regional. I'm not even going to attempt them. Any? But which which ones are you talking no, about? I'm like <laughs> Susquehannock, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Bayard Rustin. I guess it's not that difficult, but just kind uh, of fun.
0: Bayard Rustin, I think. Bridgewater,
1: yeah. Bridgewater, Raritan, Bridgewater Cicero, Raritan. North Syracuse. Some there's yeah. some good ones. There's some good ones.
0: Yeah, a lot of old names mixed in there. <laughs> Okay, well, that wraps up our BOA events for this weekend. Um, Two other events happening this weekend I wanted to mention just briefly. We have the Bentonville Marching Invitational. This is their uh, second annual competition um, with uh, a pretty good lineup, especially... Um, some some of the best bands in Arkansas. So we'll have, I know Lake Hamilton's there, um, Bentonville's hosting the show, so they're not competing, but um, Lake Hamilton's there, Fayetteville's there, Bentonville West's there, so a lot of the great Arkansas bands will be competing there this weekend. Cabot and uh, Bryant would also be. Keep your eye on that. A couple of mm-hmm. groups to watch there. Yeah. yeah. And then um, a little bit north of that in the Kansas City area. Um, We have the Golden Regiment Invitational, which has a lot of Kansas City area, and then the GRI also drags, um, brings in a lot of bands from Nebraska that are really exciting to see, so um, like they're kind of some of the groups we expect to see at the top is Green Valley from the Kansas City area, but then Bellevue East and Bellevue West are making the trip down from Nebraska, Um, so it'll be Awesome to see those groups all go head to head along with the, the Blue Valleys and Blue Valley West, um, and some of the other directional schools <laughs> from the Kansas City area. So, that is, I think we've made it through everything, haven't we, Grayson?
1: Six, <gasps> uh, six so competitions both last weekend and this weekend. So, yeah, busy time of year.
0: Absolutely. Um, we did, we skipped through, uh, this upcoming Texas regionals. Are there any predictions you want to make about Bedford and Houston this weekend?
1: Are we, are we Go talking as far as champions or finalists? I,
0: going you back know, a little bit, whatever. I did predict
1: Rouse finals last week. Wanted to take credit for that one. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Although apparently I was not the only one that wasn't super original, but it was correct.
0: I mean, I think... Yeah, a lot of people thought Russ would be in finals. Well, you know. but any predictions you want to make this week?
1: Um, I will say, I'm, I'm. I think I'm just gonna go with the favorite. I mean, well, no, that's not interesting. You know what? I'm gonna say Hebron. <laughs> Hebron takes home first place in Bedford, just barely okay. over Flower Mound. That's my big, okay. big prediction for the weekend.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, the easier call, and I'm going to say Flower Mound wins. But you know, it could be Hebron's too.
1: I'm just trying to keep it be
0: exciting keep to things see. things
1: interesting here, Jeremiah. You know.
0: Um, but I'll make an interesting prediction for Houston and say that I think the Woodlands has a good chance of of walking away with the title. It's you know a Grand Nats year for them, so of course they're going to be putting together a show that they want to be successful all season, um, even you know, Grand Nets this year is like the third weekend in November, so... Um, I think that even if they don't win in Houston, which you know, Ronald Reagan's a fantastic program and has won um, last year, so they're, you know, the reigning champion, but I think I'm really excited to see what Woodlands are able to accomplish this weekend knowing that they still have like six more weeks to perfect this product before Grand grandnats definitely well i think that wraps it up it has been another jam-packed episode of the horn rink podcast thank you so much to everyone for downloading and listening make sure to tell your friends about it like and subscribe whatever all the buzzwords are and follow us on social I don't know if you media can like
1: it but but like it
0: you can yeah I mean, you can like it, not digitally, (laughs) so do that. Um, And make sure to follow us and like us on all our social media so you can keep up to date as soon as the latest rankings come out with all of our previews and predictions and event recaps and just our coverage throughout the weekend um, while we're in Bedford this weekend. So we'll have all of that up for you all. And with that, thank you so much for listening to the Hornery Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Wooten.
1: And I'm Grayson Huber. Have a great weekend, guys.